Hey there, everybody. We are so glad to come to you live, come to you in the time that's convenient for you to grab a hold of this. This is a time where you and I can increase in faith, where we can nourish our faith, where we can feed it by the Word of God, and then we can be sent out by God, by the Lord Jesus, and exercise faith in this world. And that is the way we please God. That is the way that we overcome this world, even by our faith. So let's together pray. Let's seek God about this time, about His help. Uh, he has some things He wants to show us. I want to see more than what I've seen in my research. You know, I shouldn't say research, in my study of the Word. I want to see beyond myself. And so I believe with you to hear well. And I, I ask that you would believe with me that I would speak beyond myself. That uh, we would touch and receive from God what is fresh and new and alive. Thank you, Father. So, Father, we come to you together and we are asking for this, your help. We're asking, Father, for your grace to abound towards us. That we would see and know by your helping and ability. And that uh, your utterance, Father, your ability to speak well this word by your anointing would work and function well here in Jesus' name. We take authority over Satan. We say you may not touch these times. Your distractions shall cease now in Jesus' name. And you will not pull and dissuade us from what the Lord has for us in this time. In Jesus' name so be it. Father, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Now, we have been talking about uh, who God is, who God has said that He is. And in fact, in, in our partner letter this past month, and you have access to that, it is actually online on our website. You can find it at spanoministries.org.org. And there's actually a tab there you can go into. There may be a, a section that says blog, but there's a partner section. And if you go in there, you'll find our partner letters over these past months. And that is free of charge. That is uh, what we believe the Lord has given us to those who are connected to us for these days. And it will feed and nourish your faith. And uh, in this past month, we were touching on if you and I were to ask many believers, who is God? And now we're talking believers, people that, you know, are to be known to know Him. And I think many would actually be confused with this question. And they'll think, well, what do you mean, who is God? God is God. Yeah, but if you were to define, God defined Himself in His Word. He said uh, uh, through His people, He said through John, God is love. Now that's the Spirit of God that chose through John to express and show us, define who God is. So some people know that and they know God is love. Okay. And they'll say, well, Jesus was the express image of God. That's right. The Word tells us that. But there are other things that God, who is love, has said He shows Himself to us as. And many would not be able to tell us. Many would be confused regarding that. And it's a way that many are lacking knowledge of God as our Redeemer. God has said He has redeemed us. That's to purchase us back, to save us and rescue us from loss. 
and there are seven different areas that he has said he has he is the Lord who shows himself as this and in every one of those he's separating he's saying I'm the one who is this the good thing that's keeping you and rescuing you from this the bad thing and we've touched on that we've touched on he is our provider he is our healer he has brought healing and taken us out of sickness and disease that's wonderful he is our righteousness no matter what has happened no matter what has been done shame is gone when jesus is allowed to have his way when god who is our righteousness is received you don't have to think about who you were that's dead and gone you have the lord your righteousness hallelujah we are going to talk today about something that is so needed across this earth god is well in fact go with me to judges chapter 6 judges chapter 6 and we're going to look at verse number 11 judges 6 11 praise god the Lord has shown himself as we're going to find here, uh, Shalom, uh, Jehovah Shalom. And this is the Lord who shows himself as our peace. So let's look here starting in verse number 11 of Judges 6. And look at my time. Peace. And here in Judges 6.11, it starts out and says, And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was an Ophrah, that pertained to Joash the Abia's right. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. Twelfth verse. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. And Gideon said to him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us from Egypt? Let's stop here. How many things are going on? This is a lot of people's response right now. If the Lord be with us, then why have we been without work for this long? If the Lord be with us, then why did I have exposure to COVID? If the Lord be with us, then why did we lose that loved one? If the Lord... He is still with us. He is still with us. He never left us. He is ever present with us. He said, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. So people are looking. And this is, as Christians, as believers, we need to learn more and more to not be uh, dictated by what's going on outside of us, but to always be inside, led and guided and directed. Jesus said it this way. He said, it's an adulterous nation that seeks after a sign. What does that mean? Adultery happens when you're in a marriage with someone and you step outside of that marriage. Well, we're married to God. The Lord Jesus is actually known as the bridegroom. He is the one who the church is married to. And so, so many times people are looking on, if we look at this, quit looking at what's going on outside. Quit. Stop. It's not helping you. 
You want to find the peace? It's not when all that stops. It's when you get it right now in here. You can have so much pressure on the outside. You can have hell itself pressing in upon you. You don't have to let it in. You don't have to let it in. God is our peace. Many think, well, if I just get out of this circumstance, I'll have peace. No. They think if this thing just stops, I'll have peace. No. Peace is here. Now. He is here. Now. This is, it takes faith. Why? Because you're still looking at the problem outside. You still hear it. You still see it. It still stinks. So what? So what? Faith can see what's not visible. What's not tangible. It's the evidence of things that are not seen. This is what pleases God. When you can look beyond every single one of those problems and go, I don't care how it looks right now. I don't care how I feel. I trust God. And God said, so it is. And He's my peace, so I don't care what chaos is going on, who's fighting who. I don't care. In my home, in my town, in my state, in my nation, peace. Peace in my nation. Why? Because I have the audacity to trust God, to stand by what He said. He said He's the Lord, my peace. This is my nation. Peace in my nation. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Well, I wasn't going to just jump on in and preach, but I'm glad we're getting it. He said, um, if God be with us, why is all this befallen us? Where be all the miracles that our fathers told us? Did not the Lord bring us out from Egypt? Again, the end of now, the end of this 13th verse. But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. 14th verse. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this your might, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent you? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh. Talking about the problem. We're poor. We got nothing to eat. We got nothing we can use. We're, please, anything you can do, send it to us. Christians are not beggars. We're, we are the top in this earth. We are the city on a hill. We are the light that shines abroad. Not to be put under a lampshade. Not to be, we're not to be the tail. We're not to just take whatever handout anybody has. No, I don't care how it looks in our culture. I don't care. This COVID has affected every nation. It has affected many people. In, in the U.S., there are many people wondering what they're going to do next month. And the answer is here. When you and I come to know God for who He is, the problem is still going to be raging on. The difference is we'll be placing ourselves in a position where it can't touch us. Because we realize we are the redeemed. We are the ones who have been set apart. Sanctified means that very things. We're set apart to holy use. 
This happened with God's people in the city of Goshen. Egypt was affected by all these plagues. There was dark, darkness that covered Egypt. So much they felt it. I mean, it was tangible, this darkness. But in Goshen, untouched, there was light in the city of God. There's light in our lives when we know whose we are, when we know whom we serve, and when we put that in primary fashion. I don't care what else is going on. I know whose I am. I know who I'm served. I know in whom I have believed. And this faith enters right in to receive what is God's. And when He says He's the Lord our peace, we have this peace. Let's continue. I, I, for time's sake, I want to get all of it to you. And so He said to him, O oh my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? 15th verse. Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall smite the Midianites as one man. God didn't care how many there were. He said, It's going to be like you went after one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Okay. And he said to him, If now I have found grace in your sight, then show me a sign that you talk with me. Depart not from here, I pray you, till I come to you, and bring forth my present, and set it before you. And he, and he said, I will tarry till you come again. Now he's asking God to show him a sign. This is well before he didn't have the Holy Spirit to lead him and guide him into all truth. You and I are in this marriage with Jesus. And as we are, we're not to be led by what's going on outside of us. We're not to be dictated by the culture and the present circumstances. We're to always be led by the one we're married to, and He lives on the inside of us. He comes to make, Jesus said, I'll make my home in you, me and the Father. Hallelujah. When the Holy Spirit comes to live with us, He's living on the inside. We're not to be dictated. That's what Jesus was saying. Uh, this adulterous nation is seeking after a sign. They're looking. Signs are outward. If you're going to go from town to town, you're looking at signs to direct you the way. It's an outward expression. We are not led by outward expressions. We're led by inward expressions. And one of the greatest inward expressions you and I will ever have is peace. Peace. So much that happened in the scriptures, you'll find it throughout Acts. And you find Luke himself wrote it this way. Luke said that the very reason he wrote the Gospel of Luke was because it seemed good to him. And many other men and women of God in Acts, it seemed good to them to do this or to do that. The seem good is peace on the inside of you. Doesn't matter what went on outside. There were people that thought Paul was missing it because he's going to a place that's going to persecute and kill him. And he was unafraid. He was not blinking an eye because he knew God needs him to go here and witness to these people. He will witness to these Roman officials. He is going to go there. He knew the plan already. He was unmoved by it. He had peace. 
they think, what in the world are you thinking? That's crazy. You're going to lose your life. But he had peace. And if you and I have that peace, the Lord is our peace. He's in it. He's on it. Well, if God's on it, God is love, you will not fail. You will be perfectly protected in that place. I know my father in the faith, Brother Keith Moore, he, early on in his training, they had the opportunity and went to a mission trip. He went to a mission trip. And they were there in South America, and he talked about, um, as they're there, you know, people, they, they actually had a, a coup that was going on, and there was rebellion and resistance. And so you got people going against the military and firing automatic weapons. And he said that, um, I believe, if I'm recalling this correctly, that he was talking with a gentleman that was there acting like a, a acting, you know, working as a tour guide and showing them the way. And he, he told him this, that, you know, you're safer in the will of God than being right there at home. You could have bullets going by you. You can have all this going on around you. But when you're in the will of God, you're safer than if you were sleeping in your bed back home. Things can happen right there. If you're too afraid to step out and do what God called you to do, you're in a dangerous place. So... Let's continue here. And it says here in the 17th verse, And he said to them, If now I have found grace in your sight, then show me a sign that you talk with me. 18th verse says, Depart not from me, I pray you, until I come to you, and bring forth my present and set it before you. And he said, I will tarry till you come again. And 19th verse, And Gideon went in and made ready a kid, which is, it, it was an animal, it was meat, and unleavened cakes of an ephah of flour, the flesh he put in a basket, and he put the broth in a pot. So he's cooking this meat, this animal, and brought it out to him under the oak and presented it. And the angel of God said to him, Take the flesh and the unleavened cakes and lay them upon this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. 21st verse. Then the angel of the Lord put forth the end of the staff that was in his hand, and touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes, and there rose up fire out of the rock, and consumed the flesh and the unleavened cakes. Then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight, and when Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face, now I know, right, is what he's thinking. 23rd verse, And the Lord said to him, Peace be to you, fear not, you shall not die. God shows himself to him. And what does he say? Peace be to you. Jesus did this very thing. When he was resurrected, well, he had shown himself to prove that he had risen from the dead. And he showed him, one of the first times he showed himself, he came to the disciples in this room. He comes through the wall. Oh my, there's so much we don't understand. So much we don't know. And he shows himself forth to them. Well, they were afraid because they did this to their leader. What are they going to do to them? He shows up inside the room. You have to think, they're not expecting this at all. And what is the first thing Jesus says? Peace be to you. Peace. He's the Lord that speaks peace to a place. He told the disciples when they go out to a place, speak peace over it 
And if the place that you speak over is worthy, your peace will work there. He says, if it's not, your peace will come back to you. He said, leave that place. Kick off the dust of your feet from it. Don't bring that with you. Go into the next town. But your peace, it's tangible. It's spiritual essence that causes prosperity in a place. The greatest prosperity is when you don't have to fight. You know, wars, when wars are waged, economy goes down. You find the greatest prosperity is in years of peace. Years you didn't have to spend all that on extra weaponry, on all the ammunition, on all that you needed to feed those armed military. You didn't, no, you had years of peace, you just built. You built up, you built out, you expanded, you did people good, right? Some of the greatest prosperity you and I will ever see is in peace. And so we find here, he's speaking peace to him. And the Lord said to him, peace be to you. Fear not, you shall not die. 24th verse, then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord. <laughs> Who is this Lord? And he called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day it is yet an Ophrah of the Abi as rites. He called it the Lord who shows himself as our peace. God seeks to be experienced. He wants you and I to experience and not just know of him, but know him. And he wants to be known in this peace. This peace. The scriptures say it's the peace that passes all understanding that'll keep us and guard our hearts hallelujah let's go together let's go to john is that where you want lord john 14 verse 27 john chapter 14 and verse 27 and now we're endeavoring as well to bring the scriptures up to you at least in in english in the king james version it's good to get the the scriptures before your own eyes it's one of the ways that they get into your heart and in John 14, verse 27, I'll give you a moment to go there. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, he said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not. You and I could say, don't let your heart be troubled. That's a commandment. It's a directive from Jesus to us. Why would he say it if it was not possible? He wouldn't. Which is showing us that it is entirely possible every day of this life that no matter what's going on outside, I don't have to let it bother me. I don't have to let it in. And this is what you'll see. What we'll see here says, Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now, it's interesting. Jesus, one of the last things he said before he went to, uh, to the resurrection and before where he was suffered for us, he said, The prince and ruler of this world comes and he has no place in me. No place in me. And this is the truth. You and I, the, our heart 
it's like this the picture of it is that it's got an attachment a handle from the inside and the only way something can be allowed in is if we let it in he said don't let your heart be troubled don't let neither be afraid don't let it in don't let your heart your heart is your spirit it's your inside if we're not to let our heart be troubled that means it doesn't matter what presses against what matters is what we let in we're told to guard our heart we're told to keep it now let's continue let's look together hallelujah let's go to Isaiah is that where Lord go with me to Isaiah 53 and verse 5 for time's sake Isaiah 53 5 yes sir okay if you and I are not afraid of death it's going to make us yes sir it's going to place us in a position where Satan has no power over us. I'm going to read to you a verse. You're going to Isaiah 53 and verse number 5. And I'm going to meet you there, but I want to read this to you as well. We're going to look at the price of our peace. When we're talking about some of these things, we want to see, one, that God is our peace, that we have this peace all the time. Two, what did it cost for us to have this peace? And we're going to touch on that. But I want to read to you Hebrews 2, verses 14 and 15. And it says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also, speaking of Jesus himself, likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver them, that's all of us, who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. If Satan can get us to fear death, he can cause us to be bound. So if you and I don't fear death, he has no power of death over us. Jesus has stripped him of the power of death, which means we're not afraid we will starve. We're not afraid we'll never get a job and we'll never make our ends meet and we'll lose our house. And death is loss that cannot be recovered. We're not afraid we're going to get so far behind, we lose everything we've worked so hard for. We're not afraid of death, and therefore Satan has no place over us. Now let me go here. Isaiah 53, 5 says this, But he, Jesus, was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our what? Of our peace. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Jesus was chastised. And it's telling us here for our peace. And it was upon him. Now, if we were to go and take the time, there's three gospel accounts where it touches on him being chastised for our peace. We find Matthew 27, 26 and Mark 15, 15. Both have these very terms. It says, when he had, talking about Pilate and those soldiers, when he had scourged Jesus. 
scourged Jesus. John 19, I want you to go there. We're going back to John, and we're going to go to John chapter 19. Hallelujah. God is our peace. It cost God much to be our peace. We just saw Jesus was chastised for our peace. Chastised. He was scourged. 19, John 19, 1 said, Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him. The um, Amplified, in quotation, says they flogged him, they whipped him. This, these whips were known to, to have like leatherette attachments that had sheet metal, if you will. Me, piece, uh, pieces of metal that were jagged. When they would whip that body, it would pull the skin off. It would leave them bloodied. And it would, it would take off their very flesh. Jesus took this for what? For what? For your and my peace. Because he didn't have to do this for us to be saved. It goes on and says that he was, um, for time's sake I won't go into it all. But they mocked him. They put a crown of thorns on him. They said, you're a king? Alright, we'll show you king. And they put this crown of thorns and pressed it into his head. And he's bleeding. And he's hurting. Why? Why? For your peace. For my peace. Did it cost a lot? It cost him much. Why? So we could have this peace. So that no matter what this enemy tries to do to us today, we have his peace. What kind of peace is this? It's peace that could go through all this. They spit on him. They, they blindfolded him and hit him. And they said, who hit you, prophet? Prophesy to us. Prove your ministry. Who just slapped you, boy? Who did it? And they mocked and ridiculed him. And then they put this cross upon him and expected him to drag it all the way to the place where they were going to nail him to it and hang him upon it. This peace is so powerful. Can go through any persecution. Can go through any ridicule. Can stand amidst it all. Victorious. This peace. His peace. Is your peace. Is my peace. He gave it to us and it cost him so much. So if I let some silly thing that someone says or does. Some silly thought that someone has steal and rob me of my peace. I treat it as if it's of little value and I treat what Jesus did as if it was nothing. Let's not do this anymore, my friends. He paid such for this peace for us. Let's not let it loose because of some silly thing somebody else wants to do. No, let's be wise and let's guard this peace with all our heart. That's all our time. I could go further, but I sense the Lord got it to us in this time frame. We love you here. We bless you. We want to hear more from you, and we'll see you soon. Hallelujah.